Welcome to Near East PolicyCast, episode 45 for July 5th, 2018. I'm Scott Rogers, online editor at the Washington Institute. Earlier this year, Ambassador Barbara Leaf joined the Washington Institute as the Rosenblatt Distinguished Visiting Fellow. Previously, she capped a distinguished career in the Foreign Service as U.S. Ambassador to the United Arab Emirates from 2014 to 2018. Her previous overseas postings include Rome, Sarajevo, Paris, Cairo, Tunis, Jerusalem, Port-au-Prince, and Basra, and she held several senior department positions in Washington focusing on Middle East issues. Ambassador Leaf sat down with Institute Associate Jenny Michael Graves for an informal debriefing to look back at her time as ambassador in Abu Dhabi, what the future holds for American interests in the Gulf, and her own transition from policymaker to scholar. After this... This is Kate Bauer, Senior Fellow at the Washington Institute for Near East Policy. The Washington Institute is dedicated to advancing a balanced and realistic understanding of American interests in the Middle East and promoting the policies to secure them. Find all of our research and analysis at WashingtonInstitute.org or follow us on Twitter at Wash Institute. Ambassador Leaf began by reflecting on the focus of her work as American Ambassador to the United Arab Emirates. As U.S. Ambassador to the UAE, the focus of my work was, uh, well, it was quite diverse um, in terms of the array of issues and activities, programs, etc. What I imagined that I would be working on when I first got to Abu Dhabi was something completely different from, from the set of issues that I worked on over the course of time. First and foremost, the focus of my work was the, the big regional conflicts, uh, the regional conflicts in which the UAE could contribute or in which it was engaged in some fashion. So that's Syria, Iraq, Yemen, and then big issues like uh, Egypt and Iran. Uh, I also had quite a bit of uh, work on counterterrorism and counterterrorism financing. So when I think about my three, almost three and a half years in Abu Dhabi, I think one of the most remarkable and memorable moments that I had, several hours actually, was the opportunity that I had to fly with uh, the crew of a KC-10 tanker on a refueling mission in the skies over Iraq. These crew members go up every day from Al-Dafra Air Base and meet F-22s and other fighter aircraft and refuel them and allow them to get back into the fight against uh, Daesh in Syria and in Iraq. The day I went up, we were up at uh, 28,000, 30,000 feet flying around Iraq, uh, and it gave me a deep sense of pride in what our service members are doing. These were 19, 21-year-old crew members, some of them, sitting in the bay there, hooking up a very elaborate apparatus and steering and and, uh, connecting with a fighter aircraft, some of our most advanced fighter aircraft, hovering just beneath uh, the bay. It was extraordinary. Ambassador Leaf listed the biggest impacts on U.S. interests in the Gulf right now. So if I had thought four years ago about the question of what is having the biggest impact on U.S. policy towards the Gulf. I would uh, quickly have said the plummeting, the crashing sound of oil prices. But in fact, over the course of time, um, three things really had profound effects. One, of course, was the opening of the Yemen conflict, uh, which engaged the the Saudis, the Emiratis, Bahrainis, and Qataris. The second really huge uh, issue which has affected U.S. policy and relationships in the Gulf is, of course, the rift with with Qatar, which, again, exploded upon us in late May of 2017 and is with us still today. 
Finally, of course, Iran has been a great source of preoccupation for U.S. policymakers and for both administrations, I would say, as well as all of the, the leaders of the Gulf. What is remarkable is the degree to which the UAE has consistently punched above its weight. Uh, when I arrived in Abu Dhabi, um, I had had a year, a year and a half of working on Gulf issues, the Arabian Peninsula, uh, including Yemen. And I was struck then in Washington the degree to which Washington leaned on the UAE for diplomatic and political heft in, in these regional conflicts. What I would also say is that the UAE has demonstrated a real commitment to providing, uh, to contributing to security. So not only for itself, but also for the region at large. Ambassador Leaf was on station at the start of the Qatar crisis and shared her thoughts about how Washington can help de-escalate the tensions. The situation that exists right now, the, the rift between Qatar and Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and Egypt, uh, is a profound one. It's a profound conflict. It, uh, if you talk to uh, leaders from those countries, they would say there are issues that have percolated or boiled beneath the surface uh, for years, going back even to 1995. I think the best thing that the U.S. can do in looking out for its national security interests, as well as for the interests of its partners, and all of these countries are partners um, of ours, uh, important partners, the best thing the United States can do is to play a bit of an honest broker role, not a negotiating role, but to, um, to work with the group to find a process, a find process for resolving these issues, because uh, one thing that assuredly affects our efforts to look after our interests is this division uh, in the ranks of the GCC family. Ambassador Leaf offered her view of the challenges facing U.S. policy in coming years. Clearly, with this administration, Iran is, is, is right at the center uh, of things. But I would also put right alongside it um, the question of the administration's larger look or larger approach to the region. One thing that um, was a source of great um, uneasiness, anxiety uh, among some of the Gulf countries with the previous administration was a sense, fair, fair or not, that President Obama and his administration was looking beyond the Middle East to Asia and was interested in diminishing the U.S. presence or participation in its issues, its conflicts, in order to turn uh, and, and pivot towards Asia. This administration hasn't quite made clear its intent, its strategy towards the Middle East. And there are some signs which certainly have given rise to uh, renewed anxiety, one of which would be uh, the president's recent comments about Syria and about the desirability of bringing all troops home as rapidly as possible. Shifting focus, Ambassador Leaf discussed her own plans and research now that she's left government. In the immediate term, I will be looking, of course, at uh, the dynamics within the Gulf, at Gulf foreign policy, at our foreign policy towards the, the Gulf countries. Um, but obviously, the Gulf and the Saudi Arabia and the UAE, um, above all, have a centrality to uh, events in the Middle East that they did not, frankly, have 10, 15 years ago. So I will be looking at Iraq and Iran, Syria, through the prism of, of the Gulf and our relationships with them. Finally, Ambassador Leaf reflected on the lessons she takes away from her years in the Gulf and what the future holds for the region. I was struck when I was the Deputy Assistant Secretary for the Arabian Peninsula at how different each of these countries are one from another, and therefore the texture of those bilateral relationships are quite different. 
We also have some very uh, profoundly different dynamics afoot in the Gulf. And, of course, when you, when you think of change, you think of Saudi Arabia. And I would just simply say that in all the, the course of my uh, career in the State Department, one would not normally have put change or dynamism in the same sentence with Saudi Arabia. For so many years, um, it was a fairly stagnant uh, society, stagnant politically. There is definitely change in the air, change afoot in Saudi Arabia. That brings with it great risks, of course, but uh, many would say in the Gulf, and I think many would agree in Washington, uh, that the only thing more risky than some of the changes that uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has underway is no change at all. This has been Near East Policy Cast from the Washington Institute. For more research and analysis on the Middle East, find us online at WashingtonInstitute.org. Follow us on Twitter at Wash Institute and subscribe to us on YouTube at Washington Institute for events and video explainers. Thank you.